Thank you. 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 Is there is there a song that contains thank you? I'm sure there is. Let's see. Thank you. It, it's it's mostly like uh, Christian rock songs. That's that's the only thing that's popping into my head. Oh yeah. Thank you for killing yourself so that I could not go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Well, on that note, welcome everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment, and you are joining us for our one-year episode. Yes! Thank you! Thank you. For us, we really appreciate you guys. You are so lovely. Thank you. You're beautiful. You are beautiful. We love you. No matter what they say. Man, you guys have stuck with us for so long. All the way since episode one. Episode one, which was one of our most popular episodes. We're going to go through some of our more popular episodes, talk about them a little bit, discuss, reminisce on the things that have carried us to this point. Yep. And uh, just take a little trip down memory lane. That's right. Cynic Empowerment, a year in review. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. Pull, pull up an armchair. Tim and I are wearing our smoking jackets, just uh, that's right. Puffing on a pipe of uh, cherry flavored tobacco. Oh God! <laughs> what is your what is your smoking jacket made out of? It's made out of uh, cotton, pure, God. pure, pure cotton, <laughs> pure cashmere cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's made out of burlap. It's kind of scratchy. (laughs) That's a a potato sack, Tim. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) They told me it was a smoking jacket. (laughs) I'm going to put some frills on mine. (laughs) The doilies. Fringe on my elbows. Do a little dance. (laughs) Yeah, little patches on the elbows for long nights of writing. Yeah. Yeah, And and then your mother comes in and says... You know, take your elbows off the goddamn table. I didn't raise no animal. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Doesn't matter whether you're writing yeah. uh, the ending to your world-changing novel or you're eating flapjacks. No elbows on the table. Oh man, I love flapjacks. Flapjacks versus pancakes. Is there a difference? No. Nobody knows. <laughs> no, no, there's not. The there's definitely thing. not. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Everyone knows that. <laughs> All right, so somehow our first episode is one of our uh, most popular episodes, despite having some of the worst audio quality of our entire series. Yeah, that doesn't stop you. I was on a phone. Oh yeah, literally talking into a phone. So that's true. And it was a that was a six year old phone. So (laughs) yeah, it it had some issues. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our first twenty episodes or so, maybe less, maybe first fifteen, were all recorded with Tim. Using an ancient mobile device. Yep. I didn't have it better, y'all. 
somehow you were able to still install Skype onto it, so we were able to record. Yeah, I think it's because like most of our listeners are like hipster fucks, and they're like, "Oh man, you know, like I'm totally an audiophile. I can I can pick out all this shitty stuff." And then they wanted to like show it to all their friends and be like, "Listen to this. Look at how look at how terrible this audio is. I can totally tell that it was recorded on an ancient mobile device." Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Really appreciate that. So first episode, uh, it's it's an oldie but goodie. Uh, We talked about some very uplifting topics such as slave child camel riders. Hell yeah. (laughs) Which awesome. Fortunately, I I guess a silver lining of that one is now we're having robots doing a lot of the racing on camels in the Middle East and elsewhere instead of small children. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, robotic jockeys in twenty. Yeah, we got twenty eighteen. We got that. We got that going on. The sad side is that these robots are still in these jobs from these poor kids. <laughs> but uh, Andrew Yang's gonna swoop in. Oh yeah, Andrew <laughs> Yang's gonna swoop in and become the new prince of Saudi Arabia, and then just gonna give everybody money. It's gonna be great. Oh my God! You you see the pictures of these robot jockeys? Um, they basically are just a square with arms and legs. <laughs> they look exactly like the kids. No, <laughs> they've got like a little, uh, they've got like a little arm on one side. It's like okay. a little, little box, uh, probably yeah. about, I don't know, eight inches tall. Uh, and on one side has this arm that looks like a, I, it kind of looks like a whip. I don't you know, what, what do you call the, the stick that they use a crop, a riding crop? Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a riding crop on one side that I I would assume just beats the hell out of the camel's ass while it's running. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It almost seems like it would make more sense just to get rid of the the abuse robot altogether and just train the camels to ride with nothing on them. But I guess somehow having a little box that abuses the camel somehow makes it run faster for some reason yeah oh some of these are a little more legit they actually have like a little head on top of them but is that even necessary you think that would just add superfluous weight which i would i would assume you'd try to mitigate oh shit they're made out of cordless drills what no way that's awesome wait we just figuring this out it took us one year Breaking news. Oh my god. (laughs) Camel abusing jockeys are made from cordless drills. Yeah, man. Like, check that shit out. Those are Makita drills. I I (laughs) guess that's. (laughs) That's straight up what that is, dude. I was like, that is. It looks like a chuck on the side. And it's it's, like, yeah, it is. (laughs) It's basically, wow. So basically, they just took a harness to manufacturer look like a human's body i guess so they could strap in the robot and then i guess they tape down the trigger on the drill and then they have a custom adjustment on the end of the drill i guess they attach the whip or crop riding crop and so then the entire time the camel's running it is being perpetually beat by this cordless drill yeah, it, it says in the um, in the development and usage tab, uh, early designs confused or frightened the camels. What a underst- surprise! <laughs> I don't know how current designs don't confuse the camels. Just being perpetually beat by a cordless drill. Yeah, I'm not ow. quite sure. Oh, oh! 
Hell, guess I'll so keep running. Run. Fucking run, you camel. Uh, <laughs> camels are, like, better than horses in every way. Are they? Oh, yeah. Like, there's all this uh, there's all this information that instead of horses being used, especially for cavalry units, uh, camels should have been used. Like, they're way better. Like, yeah. all these different ways. I think, like, if you pit a – well, one, they require a shit ton less water. Okay. So, like, the upkeep is, like, way down. Okay, but besides that, name two. They're tough as fuck. I don't know. They spit. <laughs> they sling their spit all over the is, place. Is that a benefit? Uh, it's like um, it's kind of like a splash area damage kind of attack. Okay. So, yeah. I don't believe that. I I guess if I was some punk ass spearman that had to kill, had to choose between having to kill a horse and a camel, I guess I would choose horse because i don't want to get spit on i guess yeah um i suppose that's what i would choose have you ever heard of camel wrestling no should i have oh my god what the hell uh it's a sport in which uh two male tulu camels wrestle typically in response to a female camel being in heat being led before them it's most common in the aegean region of turkey but it's also practiced in other parts of the Middle East and South Asia. That's pretty okay. awesome. It's like uh, it's like dog fighting, but for camels, and it involves mating. Is it actually wrestling, or are they just kicking with their hind legs over and over again? Well, based on this uh, this miniature that I just found, this little like manus- manuscript image uh, yes. from the 1700s, uh, it looks like they're rolling around with each other. I'd say huh. they're wrestling. Are you sure they're not mating? It says camels also wrestle in the wild, so the practice occurred before it was organized by nomads. So they did it for entertainment purposes. <laughs> okay, so basically they would find some camel that was in heat, yeah. lock it up, and then get some bulls, camel bulls. I don't know what a male camel is called. Uh, yeah, they say male camels. I'm not exactly sure if okay. would be the right. Uh, you could probably call it that. Sure. Let's... Anyways, get some bro camels and watch them beat the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I was stuck in a desert and I didn't have a lot of extracurricular activities, I suppose that could be entertaining. I don't know. Uh, looks pretty. I believe it. Um, as of 2011, there are an estimated 2,000 wrestling or Tulu camels in Turkey, bred specifically for the competitions. Oh, and this so- camel's going to be buff as fuck, dude. I got the fucking steroids, man. This fucking camel. Yeah, They're worth like $20,000 a piece. So, I mean that that's impressive, but then when you think about uh, horse racing horses in Kentucky that are worth millions of dollars, I'm just, I just can't be impressed by twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. When, when you when you know when you have the uh, understanding that people own shares of a horse because there's that kind of economy around it in Kentucky for some reason, yeah, I, I just can't be impressed by twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, wrestling versus racing. I feel like one of the two events has always been more popular, right? I don't know why. I, I don't know either. Like, <laughs> wrestling is a pretty fascinating sport, uh, but also to see people that are ridiculously fast, or horses, you know, okay. whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, there's apparently also other types of animal wrestling I'm sure you guys have heard of. That's kind of weird, like. What's up with, like, making animals compete for our enjoyment as human beings? Like, they're obviously not aware of the fact that they're competing. Uh, I guess it's so... It, it's it, We've already summed it up. It's for our entertainment. That's it. That's, That's it. pretty fucked up. 
<laughs> I'm not arguing with you. Man. So, yeah, this is on, – on many levels, this is, uh, this is still pretty fucked up. Guys, look into this this uh, child jockey thing. It's still going on in some in some areas of the world. If you really care about the child jockey epidemic in the Middle East and elsewhere, all you need to do is go to your local Home Depot, buy a cordless drill, <laughs> get some postage, just just write United Arab Emirates on there, send it there, and then once it gets given to some random dude on the street, he'll know exactly what to do with it. Well, not not the UAE. The UAE is the first country to ban the use of children under 15 years old. Well, as exactly. So exactly. So they're going to use the uh, the cordless drill, and then I don't know. No. <laughs> they they have more need for those Makita drills than, exactly. uh, than the other countries. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> this is quite a quite a range. But apparently there are still somewhere between 5,000 to 40,000 child camel jockeys in the Persian Gulf region wait how many five thousand to forty thousand that's a big range that is a huge range <laughs> i guess it's because like as soon as uh as soon as the the child labor camel racing authorities come snooping around then they just like okay. stuff one of these two-year-old kids in a bag and uh and they're just like shut up like stop 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 your crying you're not a race. You're not fucking on top of the camel right now. You're not doing anything illegal. I'm allowed to carry my child in a bag if I want to. No, that kind of stuff. So they get away with it. I don't know, and it makes it really hard to track because I doubt many of these folks are like, oh yeah, yeah I'll just uh, I'll let the authorities know whenever I plan to race this child. Right. It's like the uh, the most recent Star Wars movie where there's a really sappy scene where they got to go and let loose all the space horses i don't know what the fuck they're called some kind of alien horse mm. and then the kids like no you can't do this this is bad i'll get beat up and they're like we're part of the rebel alliance and the kid's like oh that's fucking sweet and then when they ride away he like pulls out his rebel alliance ring and flashes it it's just like that that yeah. little kid is basically a space camel jockey yep <laughs> and the rebel alliance is gonna go save him exactly with their cordless drills. Wait, uh, was that their livelihood? Like, I don't understand. I, no one knows. It's a mystery. Okay. <laughs> you know, government intervention on the sake of just destroying their livelihood. I don't know. It, whatever. That's an entirely different topic. Um, uh, other, other things we discussed on this episode was uh, Amanda Amherst, who uh, married a ghost, which we've uh, talked about several many times. Uh, yeah, she actually reappearances. Yeah, and now now I guess they're divorced, so we've already cat caught you up on that. And then uh, just homeless people in general, which is a reoccurring topic for some reason. Yeah, it it bothers us. Like I mean, like it it, it gets me right right down in my giblets. And your studio ghiblies, as I call them. My studio ghiblies, yeah. <laughs> my my, uh, my friend Totoro's, uh, and I. Uh, I'm I'm saddened by the fact that there are a lot of homeless people out there, but I'm also torn because I know that it's it's this uh it's this weird kind of corrupted system where, you know, like I I don't know I I don't, don't want to go down that road because you yep. just know exactly where it's gonna go. Yep. So we're not even gonna touch it. We're gonna go to our our next uh, popular episode, which was uh, episode 17, Attention Disorder. Which I'm sure brum, brum, brum. have to a certain extent. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we actually had um, we had a guest on 
uh, not too long ago, one of our more recent episodes, uh, to uh, discuss a couple of phobias with us as well. So yeah. um, this is uh, this was the first time that we discussed mental health issues. It certainly wouldn't be the last, and I'm sure that we're going to have topics like this arise in the future because it's one of uh, it's one of the modern day plagues, right? We're seeing uh, oh yeah higher uh, rates of attention deficit do- disorders in particular, you know, because of the uh, fidget spinners. The fidget spinners, uh, cell phones in particular, um, the way in which uh, a lot of us kind of retrain our brains in order to be split between this, that, and the other, uh, you know, constantly being entertained, uh, you know, what have you. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's, a, it's a huge topic. It was way over our head. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? We're experts. We're experts. We didn't – we forgot the ex- yeah. flamer at the beginning of this episode, but – Tim and I are indeed experts on every single topic. Yep. Before every episode, we put our expert hats on to make sure that we only give the most juiciest, thick with two C's information <laughs> to you possible. Yep. And that's what we always do. And that's what we did with uh, with uh, attention deficit disorders or attention exactly. disorders in general. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was that was one of our little bit more dismal topics. Um, Ugh. Is it though? What do you think? Uh, of dismal, I mean, I guess when you have other things on the line, like industrial disasters and yep. genocide. Yep. And um, uh, it's hard to compare anything to genocide, really. Like exactly, it's yeah. Really hard to 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 topple. That's a pretty sad topic. I I mean, I guess attention disorders are upsetting in the sense that they affect lots of people. <laughs> uh, I I guess that's the cynical side of it. Of Yep. Being, uh, it seems like it's uh, a structural issue, something that's baked into our society, not maybe necessarily an individual issue. Not saying those not actions that individuals can take to try to overcome these particular issues, but you know, yeah. It, uh, I, I don't, I don't think people in the 1400s had a lot of things to distract them to warrant them having a attention disorder. Yeah. It's like. I'm just going to keep beating on this horseshoe till the horseshoe's done being made. Yeah, it's like because what are you going to do if you don't have the horseshoe? Like, uh, yeah, your horse is not going to to be able to be as effective for for long jaunts around the town. And I and I better pay attention, otherwise I'm going to hit my hand with this really heavy hammer, and it's yeah. going to hurt. And then I'm going to be out of work, and my family's going to starve. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so but, but the it, stakes were different. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> uh, I hit the, I hit the hammer on the horseshoe there. I hit the hammer on the horseshoe. Uh, I, I think that uh, the prevalence of attention deficit disorders in our society are representative of a loss of meaning, purpose, and in- intentional uh, um, uh, perspective towards living. Right? Damn, that got deep. Yeah, it's like we 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 don't really have as much of a reason to pay attention, and that's one reason why we're not. So it's like things get easier. So, or, or maybe there, there's so much going on, we're just constantly bombarded with with information and stimuli that it's impossible to keep up. So we, as as modern day humans, understand that we need to split our attention and we need to be good at at sifting the good from the bad in order to be an effective and and uh, um, you know happy human being. But it's really hard because if you do this too much, if you focus too much on splitting your attention, eventually you you 
can't go back. You, you can't you can't go the other way around. It's like it, it gets impossible to bang on a horseshoe all day because you know that you've got uh, your your email box to attend to. You right. have a bunch of projects due at work that uh, you haven't even started on, and then you've got your relationship that uh, you, you probably need to spend a bit more time with, and, and like all of these different things that are going to. Yeah, I'd like to see a blacksmith bang on a horseshoe while they got a phone in their pocket buzzing every five minutes <laughs> and having a a fucking TV on in the corner yeah. showing a talk show host. It would be impossible. Yeah. Impossible. You know, they're, they're trying to listen to podcasts in the background. <laughs> listen to podcasts in the background. We got a TV on. Drop yeah. Focus. <laughs> got to focus on this horseshoe. Uh, for all of you that are listening while you're doing something else, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. This, this is this, re- this is the most important part of your day right here. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully while you're listening, tuning in, splitting your attention, I hope you're not eating a delicious, sweet, thing which brings us <laughs> to our next episode which was mo sugar mo problems now is this our most popular episode overall i think it might be i mo think it's no problems that was I a think, that was a pretty good yeah. episode yeah we went pretty deep down the sugar rabbit hole it's uh got a lot of nefarious aspects to it mm-hmm. uh also one of those like seemingly uh innocuous topics that ended up being uh pretty dismal by the end yeah which like, is my favorite kind of topic. Yeah, that was. I think that's the episode that I started out by eating like a, a a dozen donuts or something like that. Yeah, I think you went to the rubber ducky or whatever that stupid place is called. Uh, that the, yeah, <laughs> cake donuts. Dog donuts, man. Oh, that's it. That's donuts. it. Yeah, <laughs> these are awesome. Oh man, and that's the takeaway from that episode. You need donuts to- are great. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were trying to say. <laughs> uh. Uh, we we learned a whole lot. Um, I think the focus was on um, uh, farm subsidies being focused on sugar crops uh, and uh, how that culture uh, kind of pushes us towards an overuse of the product. Uh, right. And, and basically all of our products, it's almost impossible to find sugar-free, uh, especially processed uh, foods. Yeah, it's it's a huge part of our culture. It's made to be a huge part of our culture, much in the way that uh, uh, you know the, the tobacco industry pushed their uh, their addictive substances in order to be able to sell more of it. It's the same thing that's happening with the sugar industry today. Not to mention that there are a lot of people who are indentured servitude or flat out slave labor at gunpoint uh, yep. to harvest uh, sugarcane uh, around the world. So it, it's a it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty sorry situation we find ourselves in today, and uh, out, of, out of most of the topics that we've we've discussed, that one's that one's a pretty difficult one to come up with a solution to. And the silver linings were were pretty hard to find. Yeah, I guess just don't eat sugar. I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> just stop. Yeah. Go start a sugar-free commune somewhere. Yeah, go start. Yeah, <laughs> basically, basically, you would have a Duterte-style armed guards where instead of if they found narcotics and drugs on you they mm. wouldn't shoot you but if they found sugar on you they would yeah <laughs> that's right uh, that that sounds about right uh yeah we should do everything like duterte does you're trying to walk past the the sugar guards with a big puffy jacket and then they hear like a little cellophane wrapper and they're like wait what was that <laughs> we need to check your pockets no i swear i don't have anything it's just cold 
no, open it up. And then you like unzip their jacket and it's just filled with Snickers. Oh. What is this? Snickers. What is this? They've got like uh, the drug pile up and it's just like a a bunch (laughs) of like trays of Oreos and Twinkies and... And then what happens is the person in the big puffy jacket uh, uh, unwraps one of the Snickers and then tells the guard, you're not the same when you're hungry. And then they end up <laughs> becoming best friends. <laughs> yeah, like it, it turns into like a, uh, like a ringleader or something. I don't know. <laughs> it becomes a fucking, uh, yeah. Yeah, what does an armed guard commercial. turn into? <laughs> I don't know. He just starts smiling. He gets the classic, uh, I've eaten something yummy in a commercial smiling face where their eyes light up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh my god! Great great job, paid actor. You nailed it. This is changing my life. I'm having a spiritual relationship with the Snickers right now. I mean, to be honest, I usually do when I have a Snickers as well. <sighs> they're pretty great. Yeah. Oh wait, no, they're bad. <laughs> they're evil. No, don't eat them. <laughs> That's what we're getting at. What did you just say? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was like, I think I caught uh, – audience, I think I caught Jimmy off guard just a second. <laughs> He's just like, pause. Like, what the Wait. fuck? <laughs> it's true. How dare you? <laughs> I, I, I forgot I forgot the context of what we were talking about, and I accidentally agreed with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess they are pretty awesome. <laughs> I guess they are pretty good. I guess I guess it's worth all the – the harm they cause individuals. It's it's fine. We yep. should totally have them. <laughs> I, I flip flop. I, I changed my mind. Well, uh, the the episode directly after that was was pretty good as well. Our listener response episode. Yeah, that's. I think that's actually our second most popular episode. So if you ever want to have one of those, actually, it's more popular. It's more popular than it's our <laughs> most popular episode. And despite that, we've gotten very little feedback from you all. So if you ever want that sweet, delicious content ever again, you better fucking send us some shit. That's all. That's all I got. That's all. I I don't know how else to add to that. <laughs> like we've said so many times before, like it's a uh, it's something that we look forward to in order to hear from you guys. We want yeah. to hear your criticisms, your responses, your questions, your your corrections. You know. Uh, this is a communal effort, right? Exactly. We, we we would like it to be a communal effort. Even if you want us to tell us to shut up and we suck, you know, at least that's starting a conversation. So no matter what aspect <laughs> you want to take. And actually, Tim recently tried to reach out to you all. And I guess since we're on the listener response aspect of this episode, mm-hmm. uh, let me find here. Tim, Tim, Tim made a post on the Facebooks, and this is what he wrote. He wrote, hello, fellow cynics. Leave a comment below to let us know what you're feeling sad about. And we had one person respond. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. Yep. And their response was, Animal Crossing isn't out on the Switch yet. <laughs> Which we agree is a very good reason to be sad if you own a Switch and you like the Animal Crossing franchise. But in classic uh, uh, Cynic Empowerment uh, stylings, we gave them a silver lining and we told them, in this case, the silver lining is that you have something to look forward to in an otherwise depressing world. Hope this helps. <laughs> and that is part of the feedback that we want to continually give you all, our listeners and supporters. So, Because the truth is, Morgan, there is really nothing to look forward to ever. Oh it's just um, there's nothing out there. You know, there's no point to living. You know, we can try to distract ourselves the best we can with Animal Crossings or or switch or what have you but it's all pointless oh 
Doesn't matter. Damn. I am eating some dark chocolate Oreos, though, because we, we just talked about most sugar, more problems. So what the fuck? They're fucking delicious. So, so take what Tim says as a grain of salt. They're a grain of sugar. Fuck off. Uh, I'm a monster. Uh. You know it's dark chocolate because that was some dark shit you just said right there. Yep. I do my best. Well, to our listeners. So respond to us, damn it. Yeah, do it. We we respond back. Yeah, we care. Choice. We listen. Yeah. We're doing this together. Episode number 22. 22. Big, Big Pharma. Pharma. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. Jeez. What's been going on with Big Pharma lately? I feel like uh, I feel like I've heard about them in the news. I hear about them regularly. I, it's, I feel like it's this thing that we constantly talk about and saying it's bad and some we need to fix it. But I every basically, anytime I hear the context of it being bad and we need to fix it, I don't hear about the government or individuals doing anything about it. It's just always in the context of, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's really bad. Oh, we did hear about Big Pharma. Um, the DEA agent that... Um... Oh, took a job as a consultant for Big Pharma? Yep. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, that's something that we found recently. But I, that I didn't even hear on the news. I mean, I got it from a news site, but I had to go out and find it to learn about it. It's not something that I regularly... Any time that I regularly hear about it, uh, the mainstream news that I get the most of is NPR just because it's on whenever I'm driving around. And occasionally I learn stuff from it. Yeah. Also, Every I- time I ever hear them talk about it, they're just... Okay, um, so we are currently in the uh, heart of the crisis. This is ground zero of the opioid epidemic, and I am here talking with uh, Rusty Hartford, and he has been uh, working in this area for quite some time. So uh, here are some words from Rusty. Yeah, no, I've been out here the last 20 years, and, you know, can't find nobody to work at no factory. You go with them, everyone high on, on damn opioids. Oh, yes, Rusty. Okay. That's uh, very heartfelt. And that's, like, basically it. Yep. yep. Every fucking time. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but what are we doing about it? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> still, nothing. Still nothing. Just talking about it. Yeah, it's not like you can just, like, boycott medications. That's a little difficult. It's like, we're just not going to take our medications. <laughs> yep. I was like, no, you got to have them. Very complicated issue indeed. Um, what else do we talk about? Oh, yeah. Um, Bayer uh, is um, now owns Monsanto. Yeah, that's recent. Yep. That's a uh, fuck. It's pretty fucked up. So, uh, yeah, so you know, you can, up. now you can get your uh, your medicine and your pesticides from the same place. Yeah, that's what I always like. I like associating my pesticides with my medications. Yep, totally works. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's just such a weird clusterfuck of combined interest for those to mm-hmm. be affiliated with one another. I really don't know what to say. Yeah, that's a. That's a sad topic, um, especially those of you in the medical field. And I know there are a couple of our listeners out there that are. Uh, you know, let us know what exactly we could do in order to fix the situation. I, I'm totally at a loss. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Um, uh, I mean, like, I would. Oh, intelligent uh, policy change. It's like, ah, there you go. I don't fucking. Know. We need common sense opiate laws in this country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what you, all you have to do is add the word common sense and then whatever thing that needs reform and just put that in a sentence and it makes oh, you man. sound like you know what you're talking about while absolutely no, knowing nothing. 
Yeah, there there are a lot of senators that are, that I like have personally voted for. You know, like I'll listen to them talk and they'll use that phrase. I just want to punch them square in the face. We need common sense border control yes. laws in this country. Yes. It's like, we need shut the fuck up. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's just any any anything. We need common sense health for change. Healthcare reform. We need common sense. Common sense. We need common sense. Yeah. You know what I think? I think the real issue of America is there's just not enough common sense in this country. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it all boils down to. Yeah. Well, common sense is another way of saying like basic knowledge, right? Like, oh my god. It's what everybody understands to be true. Uh, oh. Like when my uh, oh. when I was much younger and my brother was trying to call me an idiot, he would be like, "You don't have any common sense." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what he was getting at. Yeah. He was trying to tell you. Just be like, it's much easier to just say you're an idiot. Uh, yeah. Kind of like uh, if they would say, you know, we're trying to come up with some non-idiot policies. <laughs> yeah, <the> non-idiot. <laughs> yeah, basically, we're trying to come up with laws that work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have to avoid a lot of that dumb shit that isn't working uh, in lieu yeah. of something that will. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make laws that actually do what they're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's literally what they might as well be saying. Yep. Yeah, we'll figure that out one of these days. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there's uh, obviously lobbying is a huge issue with this one specifically because pharmaceutical companies have way too much money and weight to throw around. Which is a lot of the reason why these air quotes common sense laws can't get passed. So that's a very obvious thing that we could do, but mm-hmm. um, but obviously that's a lot easier, more easier said than done. So fuck me, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, let's let's protest, uh, picket pick signs and stuff. I don't know. Let's get, yeah, let's get in the streets. Yeah. Um. So episode number twenty-five. 25 separate but not so equal not so equal at all that was Ooh. our apartheid episode our apartheid apartheid apartheid, apartheid. apartheid. <laughs> as far as soul crushing i think this might have been of the ones we've talked about so far the most soul crushing if i'm going to talk personally yep <laughs> yeah um anytime you talk about uh state-sponsored racism it's yeah. it's pretty sad yeah it's it's pretty it's bad yeah um you know this series is a part of the articles on racial segregation yeah boy that's great um yeah and this is uh you know this is still uh, as we talked about in that episode you know this is still uh has some far-reaching implications for the modern day oh yeah there's Uh, still lots of plenty of issues yeah there are still some pockets that uh that support the apartheid and uh, are are more than willing to go back to the good old days of racial segregation. Um, yeah, I mean, but hey, that's that's not so different than what we're experiencing with the alt right in the United States these days. True. Yeah, it seems like these groups exist on the globe, no matter where you go. Right. There's there's always going to be a group that's like, I, you know, what, who do I who do I blame all this like hatred and confusion that I have on? Uh, how about somebody that looks different? You know, that's that's the easiest way to clump people together, right? That's yes, yeah. that's effective. Oh yeah, that's that's common sense. <laughs> there you go. That's some <laughs> common sense policy if I've ever heard it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, there's I don't know if there's much to say on the apartheid. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, already been said. Uh, it, 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 
it, we, we we assume our listeners are intelligent and you already know about it. Uh, if you haven't listened to the episode, I guess go back and listen to it and learn if you don't know shit about apartheid. But oh, seriously, yeah. like, do do a little bit more research than that. Like you listen to our episode, and we we sincerely they'll be experts. It, but get get in a you know you know hunker down for a little bit and just learn about it. Like it, it's something that all human beings should know about. <laughs> It's it's one of those like sad situations in in our in our world's history that does not need to go forgotten. Right. Yeah. Especially uh, what I think one of the things I guess was most surprising from the episode of takeaways is that how recent it was that it had only ended in the early 90s, which is crazy. Yeah. I think 1994, if I remember correctly, yeah. is when apartheid officially ended. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. knocking futs that it got to last that long. Yeah. And then I guess also just understanding that it wasn't just a segregation policy. There were so many other implications for it in how um, non-whites basically had to were literally servants for the whites. Right. And they were basically groomed from birth to take these positions in white society or go hungry. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were there were. Um... There were all kinds of state-sponsored laws which uh, which influenced it. Uh, the Prohibition of Mixed Marriages Act, the Immorality Amendment Act, the Population Registration Act. Most of these taking place in the 1950s, um, and it was heavily influenced by the uh, political culture Boskop, which uh, oh, yeah. it, it literally means boss ship. Boss ship. Yes. Boss ship. What up? I'm boss ship. Yeah, and that that of course you know translates. Uh, you know, to a lot of Western nations is white supremacy. Like that's, that's basically what it is. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't really want to go into this topic again. Uh, it's, it's very dismal. Uh, we're glad that people are interested in, in this topic. Um, uh, and, and it's, as it's one of our more popular episodes as a result. Um, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's good to, to revisit things like this, remind us that this kind of sad stuff, still exists in one form or another in the modern day and until it's completely eradicated, which <laughs> I'm not exactly positive that it ever will be, uh, then it's good yep. to keep it in the back of our minds as a possibility of what could occur if, mm-hmm. uh, if we're not watching it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which brings us to our next episode, Listener Beware, episode 26, where we talked about Colony Collapse Disorder. Yeah. Uh, so do you remember this one? Yeah. Do you? A little bit. Uh, I mean, just a little bit. Yeah. I have a terrible memory. Drunk on this episode. Probably. Did we do it late at night? (laughs) No, I don't think we did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, so this one, basically Tim and I tried to understand colony collapse disorder prior to recording. And we basically learned that all the greatest experts on the planet don't have a very clear and distinct definition for it. Basically, any time that uh, experts in the field of bee science can't decide what is the culprit to colonies just outright collapsing because there were uh, massive colony collapses during the, I think, uh, early 2000s is when it was reaching its peak of just uh, farmers going out and then finding all of their hives dead overnight, essentially. Yeah, about 2005 to 2013 is is really when it hit its stride. And this was obviously very alarming because 
bees are an extremely important part of the uh, pollinating life cycle for plants, which enables them to pollinate and reproduce and produce fruit and make more plants. So without bees, the number one pollinators, it makes it really, really bad and scary while also harming the livelihoods of all these bee farmers. Yeah, uh, and several... um causes have been listed, uh, but of course nothing has gained widespread acceptance. Uh, infections with the Varroa or Acarapus mites, malnutrition, mm-hmm. various pathogens, genetic factors, immunodeficiencies, loss of habitat, uh, changing uh, beekeeping practices, uh, or uh, a family of pesticides called neonicotinoids. Neonicotinoids. Yeah, so it, it could be any of those things, but nobody really knows. Yeah, no one's sure which one it specifically is. Maybe, but uh, it seems like more and more scientists are leaning towards the idea that maybe it's a combination of all of those, mm-hmm. which would make sense. Yeah. Ugh. So that's very sad. Of it. Yeah, and then the, I think the big takeaway from that one of what I learned, something new that I didn't make any sense to me is how midwesterner farmers will take all the bees throw them in the back of a truck drive them across the country to southern california to pollinate all of i mean not not all of almond groves Mm -hmm. for a month and then drive back home to make (laughs) cash money yeah it's just like (laughs) stock up on their bees drive all the hives down that's pretty cool go on a road trip with your bees yeah and I bet those bees are going nuts. Like, I, I bet it's a hard drive. Uh, definitely uncomfortable. But once they get to Southern California, they're probably, you know, in heaven. It's probably fantastic. Yeah. It's like there's all kinds of stuff to pollinate. It's great. Wee, 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 wee. Unless some Serbians steal your shit, which had happened on the isolated story we had talked about where mm-hmm. some Serbian dudes were stealing colonies from people. But they got caught, so I guess that's good. Good. Damn Serbians. The worst. I'm just kidding. <laughs> speaking of apartheid. Uh, speaking of apartheid. Uh, oh, man. So, uh, yeah, that was the episode that you and I figured out the the solution for colony collapse disordered, right? And we just, like, we loud speakered okay. it. So anybody who wants to revisit that episode and figure out actually what the solution to colony collapse disorder was. Oh, yeah, we totally found it, but you're only going to find the solution if you listen to the episode. So yeah. listen closely. Take lots of notes. Mm-hmm. Write everything we say down word by word. Everything. Uh, this next episode is actually one of my favorites. That was that was a whole That's pretty good. Uh, sex magic made me kill Dozer. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sex, sex magic made me Superman a killdozer. Sorry, I didn't write down the full thing. I nope. set you up for failure, Tim. No, no, no. Made me killdozer. That's 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 great. Uh, that's okay. what it, that's what it reads as. That's what I read. Okay. As. okay. I like it's it. Fine. Made me killdozer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Uh, in that one, we discussed the uh, uh, the resourceful Marvin Hemier. Hemier. Uh, Hemir, Hemir, Hemir. Uh, who was the guy who created the Killdozer? Yeah. He got real upset because some uh, zoning laws in his local town of Granby, Colorado, or excuse me, uh, in South. Wait, wait, this was in Colorado, right? Yeah, Gran- yeah, Granby, Colorado. Yeah, 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 you got it. Granby, Colorado. Uh, he uh, he was a welder, uh, a uh, an automotive muffler repair shop owner, and uh, zoning laws. We're basically cutting him off. Uh, you know, they were, I think they placed like a concrete. 
What, what was it that they... Basically what happened is he wanted to build a road from his shop to the main road, and uh-huh. then the uh, the town fined him $2,500. And in the newspaper, I think he wrote some angry uh, tabloids about, I guess, whoever he thought was responsible. I think the mayor and or the mayor's wife wrote some angry tabloids in the local town newspaper saying that he was actually a piece of shit. So then he took quick creek concrete and then steel plates and put it all over a bulldozer. Yeah. Uh, he was not happy and he, he tore through the town and destroyed a bunch of the buildings in a Without calculated... killing anyone. That's right. Didn't kill people. He, he... Just buildings. That's right. Actually, was there was there a death besides Hemir? Or he was the only no. person that died? He was the only person that died. Yeah. So, oh man, the pictures that they killed those are ridiculous. They're so good. It's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, it, at one point he like gets flash banged and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with like, those flash bang blind, blind, like go. Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, and he just uh, he wipes out like the portion of town hall and a bunch of other buildings that were known for. Uh, I think uh, the mayor's house slanderized slanderizing this guy. Yeah, and. What a what a great example of violent atra- retaliation that ended up in no deaths other than his, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. You mean fortunately, right? Fortunately. Fortunately, he's no. the only one that died. People don't need to die. No. Well, I mean, I, well, the way you phrased it, it made it sound like, unfortunately, he's the only one that died. More should have died. Oh, they okay. should have all burned. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, in the I, ground. I, I, I rescind the comment if that was ambiguous in any way. No one should have died. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. This is ambiguous, unfortunately, after that sentence uh, leaves the audience wondering what the unfortunate part was. Yeah. Unfortunately? <laughs> should they all have died? Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Oh, man. Yeah, no, he's our hero. Mm. Um, and there were a, a couple of other folks in that episode. What was the name of the uh, Jack source? Parsons. Yeah. This guy's pretty <laughs> awesome, too. <laughs> Rocket scientist who used sex magic rituals to try to help him learn how to create rockets. Yeah. Help him invent rockets for the United States in the uh, early 40s. Yeah, that's so weird. And that's a, a day and age in which it was especially important that we knew a lot about rocket science. <laughs> He's like a pioneer. Yeah. Uh, and yet he was into sex magic. It's kind of like a weird collection of interests for a human being. Exactly. Hmm. Sex magic and rocket science. Right. He's just spending all day looking at rocket, I don't know, aerospace formulas and then going home and doing rails of coke and having sex with hookers maybe my hero like rockets look like dicks right that's it yeah Yeah. genius yeah he's like well i see the relationship between the two so in essence if i get really good at sex i'll be really good at rocket science oh yeah yeah (laughs) that sounds like it would work yeah i believe it i agree with that and he he wait leading to a gape lodge yep that makes sense for sex. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where else? <laughs> if you're going to go to any kind of lodge, you want to go to an agape lodge. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fantastic. Uh, do we did we discuss any other inventors on that episode? Uh, Kanye, the the most prolific inventor of all time. Oh man, he is great. <laughs> yeah, it was it uh, his. Where uh, would we be 
in 2019 without Kanye, let's be honest. I, in a much, much darker place. Exactly. Yeah, so he, he brings us out of that, that swamp a little bit mm-hmm. and it clarifies our lives, helps yep. us understand things we didn't before. Exactly. Just just pure logic mm. and reason. That's all you get from Kanye. Yeah, kind of reminds that, me. You know, like, he's, huh? he's kind of reminds me of Superman, to be honest. Oh yeah. Like, exactly. If he was a superhero, he'd definitely be Superman. In fact, oh yeah. I'm not so convinced that he's not literally Superman. Probably is. Yeah, I mean that's what he says. Right? I, I believe it. Yeah. But was that uh, was that in regards to his meeting with Trump? Is it- yeah, it was. He said that he put the uh, "Make American Great Again" hat on, and then he felt like Superman. Oh yeah, and that's why he voted for Trump. And you know, um, I've never actually felt like Superman. I don't know what that feels like, uh, and I can only take Kanye at his word. And if he indeed, in fact, felt like Superman after putting the hat on, how can I judge him for the way he voted in that election? It, it it would have been illogical for him to put on a hat and feel like Superman and then vote the other way. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. that would make that would make even less sense. Absolutely. Yeah, like if if I was gonna like step into the polls and uh, and vote just straight ticket against the Republican Party, but there was somebody that was standing outside and they were like, "Look, I understand that this sounds crazy, but I have this MAGA hat, and if you put yeah. it on for just a just a second, just a second, you're gonna feel." The best you ever have in your life, and and I was to to acquiesce to be like okay, you know go ahead you know like pop it on my head and then I'm just like holy shit I got laser vision yeah I'm voting this way now I'm I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> definitely gonna vote hey yeah Tim what if while you were trying to vote there was someone with a stick and then a string and at the end of the string there was a mega hat. And while you were voting, they were just standing on the side <laughs> trying to put the hat on your head. <laughs> get, get off! Get off! Hey, hey, quit! You're gonna mess my hair. Jeez. It's like, wait, just let me put it on. Just one second. Just one second. That's all you need. You feel like Superman. <laughs> you feel like Superman. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Where the hell does that come from? Uh, you mean I'll have absolutely no creativity, all the superpowers, no drawbacks? That sounds awesome. <laughs> exactly. We fucking hate Superman on this podcast, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's true. And if you like Superman, get out. That's 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 where we draw the line in the sand. Yeah. There's so many things you can stand for, and we'll support you, but Superman is not one of them. Yeah, there's no balance. Oh, God. There's got to be drawbacks. There's got to be Exactly. Drawbacks. You know what? And, and, and you can't – don't say kryptonite's a drawback because it's fucking lame. It's really not. It's a super rare thing. Uh, like the only people that have any of it are Lex Luthor, and he can't even carry it around without getting cancer. So yeah, how about that? Uh, I, I would like it if uh, like Superman had all those powers, but he had like an IQ of thirty. Like he was absolutely mentally deficit. Like there's there's no way that he could even like form a coherent sentence on his own. Like he had to have like somebody hold his hand the whole time. Yes, I guess I would make him slightly more interesting. Yes, absolutely. As he just be basically like this like uh, a like tool this chaotic. Yeah, absolutely. You never know what he was gonna do. Yeah, there'd be a little bit more variance there. I guess that could be entertaining to watch. It's like, is he going to actually do the right thing, or is he accidentally going to burn down the orphanage? Who knows? Yeah, he's kind of like um, a little uh, more suspense. Baby Jack, Jack on The Incredibles. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, who also has all the superpowers? Yeah, what Superman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's how he should be. Um, I'm down. Nice. Uh, all right, so moving on. What's next all right. here? Last but not least, our fat bergs. These bergs are fat. 
Mm-hmm. And so this episode, we talked about an array of topics, uh, those including fatbergs, about people putting fats and lipids down their fucking mm-hmm. drains at home and clogging up the sewer systems, Delicious. which makes poor municipal workers have to go down there into this nasty fucking filth and try to break apart these giant fat clogs with their bare hands. Oh, yeah. It's not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a. Uh, so a lot of people blame it on wet wipes, right? These like supposedly flushable wipes that are definitely oh, not flushable. Yeah. Um, but in fact, uh, it's comprised not only of that, but also things like sanitary napkins, cotton buds, needles, condoms, yeah. waste, wash down kitchen sinks. Uh, it says the resulting lumps of congealed material can be as strong as concrete and require specialist equipment to remove. Uh, yeah. Oh, what is this? Okay, so in some areas such as London, fat blocked in a sewer can react with the lining of the pipe and undergo saponification. What, what is saponification? Processing here. fat or oil into soap. And alcohol. What? That's Wait, so awesome. the fats is making they're making alcohol? And soap. Fuck. Sup- saponification. Converting the oil into a solid soap like substance. Delicious. Does that mean it's like becoming flammable if it's becoming alcohol? Uh ooh, that could be the case. Yeah, just like set it on fire. I'm sure that that's an easy way to get rid of it. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Well, Smash this material my ass. Won't be any uh, negative repercussions of being stuck down a poop pipe with flames. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's neat. Fatbergs have been considered as a fuel source. Ha! Specifically, biogas. Oh, biogas. <laughs> Biogas. <laughs> Did your brain literally? It sounds like a big old biogas. What is biogas? Oh, this is fun. What is this? Some Indian word? Yeah. Oh man, that's pretty awesome. Uh, biogas, especially the uh, the large fat bird that was discovered in Whitechapel in 2017, which is the one that we discussed. Yeah, weighing 130 tons and stretching more than two. 150 meters, otherwise Wait, known seriously? as 820 feet. Yeah. Is that big? Yeah, and they converted uh, it to biodiesel. That seems like a lot of work. How do they even get it out of there? That's an excellent question. What the fuck. It's <laughs> so gross. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's good they found a use for it, but what the fuck? Like, that's not what it, that's not what my first thought would have been. It's like, oh, look here, mm-hmm. we can like make fuel out of this. Yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, like if there's if there's a bunch of uh, ethanol in it, then yeah, why not? Jesus, flammable. That's awesome. That that's how we solve the uh, uh, the fossil World fuel crosses. Yeah, boom, got it, nailed it. Just nailed it. Fat boogs. What else did we talk about in that episode? Uh, we talked about anti-vaxxers and their gross uh, parties where they share. They like basically hot box in a tent together with their oh yeah smallpox children Pox to parties. spread the smallpox around. Yeah, Ugh. that's pretty nuts. Uh, I actually was uh talking to somebody a while back that uh, personally took part in that. 
No. Yeah, well, they they are adamantly against anti-vaxxers. Like they think that that's some dumb shit. But as far as like the the like. I mean, it wasn't like hot boxing, but they were like, yeah, I, I took my kids to that particular house because I knew that they would contract uh, chicken pox. Why? So, they can get vaccines for chicken pox now, though. Yeah. yeah. Ever since like 1999 or some shit. Uh, yeah, and that would, certainly would have been after the fact. So, yeah, these, these people are, are young enough that... They probably should have looked into that instead. What the fuck? Did they just not know? I'm I'm anti anti vaxxers, but I'm still going to do what they do. Yeah, uh, it did seem like a bit of a hypocrisy, Jimmy. Do they just not know? Yeah, no, I think do, do they just not know what anti vax mean? They're like, oh, I'm anti anti vax, which means I'm pro vax. I don't know. Wait, no, wait, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Uh, you know, like where we have you put too many con uh, negatives into a phrase, and then when you do like the the grammar map, it turns out they're pro whatever. It's like, wait a second, you meant the other yeah. way around. <laughs> you are an anti vaxxer. Jesus, yeah, they're anti 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 vaxxers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so you're down. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's a weird opinion to hold. Like, I, I don't see how you can have. Both in the same human being, but I don't know. On one hand, I think it was like uh, you know it's easier just to like take them to the party, but then you got to deal with the actual sickness itself, and that's great. Exactly. Like, why not just like? Well, I mean, if they get the vaccine, they do they still contract it to a certain degree. The, I mean, you hope that they don't, right? Like, like I've, their body just takes it right out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've you, you've gotten plenty of vaccines for shit, Tim, and you typically don't get sick with whatever they inject you with. No, but there are different side effects per vaccine. Like tetanus, for example, I still get yeah. pretty sore after I take a tetanus vaccine. Right, but you don't develop tetanus. Uh, not in not in the complete extent, no. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, so it should be the same way with the smallpox. Well, not smallpox, chickenpox. Yeah. Jesus. Smallpox. Oh, oh gosh. God. We, which we discussed in uh, in in our episode in regards to plagues and diseases. Oh yeah, that's one of the worst. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty rough. Uh, so if you guys are interested in that particular topic, go check that out. Um, and then the creme of day, creme of sadness. In this episode, we also talked about the individual that tried to fake his life insurance policy in rural China. Uh, yeah. And then due to this, that. Uh, individual's wife ended up drowning her two children and then killing herself because she thought her husband had died. Yeah, and that she wasn't taking care of him. And yeah, that's, that's incredibly sad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because that guy's a piece of shit for not communicating his plan, right? Like, exactly. Because I he had just told her what was going on, it would have been a okay. No, that'd be like the equivalent of like like you got you got all these actors on set, right? And uh, if you're going to make them aware of the fact that you want them to be as as scared as all get out, and then you let them know like, hey, we're gonna have somebody creep up behind you in a moment and scare you. Do you think that they're gonna be anywhere near as scared or as genuinely afraid as if you just don't tell them? You know, you know. What I, mean? I I guess that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you you know, if you follow the same fucked up logic, uh, then if he doesn't tell his wife, and then the insurance company or or the mortician or whoever is going to come to the house 
Uh, she's going to be in fucking bereavement. She's going to be a mess. So yeah. it's a little more convincing than if he's like, hey, by the way, I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. Then she's going to be like, oh, yes, he's totally dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ignore my smile. Yeah. Why are you smiling and laughing under your breath? It's just That's everyone grieves in their own way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grieving. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but that was pretty uh, fucked up. Uh, it, was a, yeah. it was a really sad story, and um, that guy went to prison. <laughs> well, well, that, well he honestly, yeah, that guy gave himself up. The, the, the Chinese police didn't even find him. He basically came out of hiding mm-hmm. to, to basically... Uh, throw in the towel and he didn't have the will to go on um, hiding from the government since everything he cared about aka his wife and two children were now dead well he was trying to commit uh, life insurance fraud right right exactly so but then, he wouldn't have been able to get the payoff exactly so he's like well my options are to be on the run for the rest of my life or I can go to prison yeah. Hmm, I guess I'm going to prison. Yep. <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah. That guy kind of gets what he deserves a little bit. That's pretty fucking. Yeah. It's very sad. It's very. Yeah. He gets what he deserves, but wife and two kids definitely did not get what they deserved. No. Very, very, very shitty situation. Oh, man. Now, I don't want to victim blame, <laughs> but it's. Wait. But in the instance that the victim is also a perpetrator, how exactly do you frame that? <laughs> it, and it is pretty – yeah, it's hard to say considering she murdered two small children. So it's, it's, a, it's a giant cluster of awful. It's just a it's – it's a clusterfuck of sadness. Oh, it's tragedy. It's, it's the tragedy in the truest sense. Like there's there's no way around it. Um, you know, the, the – identified by rising death tolls and – uh, you know, no positive outcome whatsoever. Um, I mean, I guess that guy's, he's back on the market, you know? Like, he's a... Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> back at it. Back on the saddle. You know, ready. Han, aging at 34, recently divorced. Yeah. <laughs> currently yeah. going to be in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah. Catch him on the rebound! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Oof. Awesome. Ugh. <laughs> ah, terrible. Makes me want to throw up in my mouth. A little bit, and I did. Got a little bit of that uh, dark chocolate Oreo back. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Don't mind Delicious. trying that twice, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> well, on that note, guys, uh, the, that sums up our review for, I guess, 2019 to early, or 2018 to early 2019. Uh, yeah. I guess. That's uh, those are our most popular episodes. Thanks to you all that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, apparently you all like them a lot, and we like them too. So you should go check them out if you have not already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, in the future, uh, you should let us know more of what you would want to hear about, and we will do episodes on those as well. It's really up to you. Like, what kind of podcast gives you the opportunity? to insinuate what you would like to hear as readily as your buddies on Cynic Empowerment. That's true. We're basically a create-your-own-adventure story. That's right. We're like Bear Grylls. Wait, what? We're like Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls got that new uh, choose-your-own-adventure thing on Netflix. It's pretty great. Wait, does he? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, he's like, you want me to eat these ants? 
or do you want me to eat this grub the size of my testicle? Uh, and everybody <laughs> testicle. Like, yeah, eat the testicle grub, man. <laughs> okay. And it like squishes out of his mouth. It's fucking gross. Oh, that's disgusting. But delicious. He's like, oh man, that's some good nutrition. <laughs> oh my god, he's just crying <laughs> while eating it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, yeah, just making uh, bear grills. <laughs> He's like, should I drink this fresh water from the stream or should I drink my own piss? <laughs> drink the piss. Drink the piss. Drink the piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're basically that. Yeah. That's basically what, whatever pile of dog shit you want to shove our face into, yep. uh, we're we're ready for it. We'll we're here. It for you. Whether it's you want the rest of the world to be informed of all of the things that you know or you just don't want to take that much time to research a topic then we won't take the time to research that topic for you <laughs> exactly if you want to if you want to learn more about a topic drenched in tim and i's personal bias we are more than happy to do that Absolutely. and then regurgitate that information onto you so yep. Yep. that's what we're here yep. for yep. Yep. and i think if you look at our back catalog of uh topics we have talked about i think uh, you understand at this point that nothing is off limits and that our bodies are ready <laughs> for your suggestions <laughs> yeah <laughs> ready and willing come at us yeah oh it's gonna take my shirt off and oil up real quick yep. you're never gonna catch me hey what are you sad about jimmy oh shit oh mm-hmm. damn caught me off guard there but it came out of left field i got you surprised damn man i'm reeling I feel like every time you ask me this and I don't mentally prepare beforehand, I start looking around my room hoping there's going to be something that will upset me, but that doesn't normally happen. <laughs> there's like a little doll sitting in the corner that was like your long-lost sister's. It's like, oh. I haven't seen her in years, and it's just like sitting over on your on your bedside table. <laughs> Why do you have that there? <laughs> That'd be horrifying. Ooh, I uh, I see some sunscreen over here. That reminds me to tell remind everyone that uh, spring's coming out. It's getting sunnier outside. You're gonna spend more time outside. And uh, I always forget to have sunscreen around on me. I went to a ball game the other day, and didn't bring sunscreen. And I was smart enough not to just stay in direct sunlight and get burned. But I definitely definitely had to play it strategically of being in the sun and then finding shaded areas once the back of my neck started to get. A little warm, yep. and uh, I was able to avoid the uh, the scary sun monster that wants to give me skin cancer. Mm. But um, you know, it would have been a lot more convenient if I had just remembered to put on sunscreen. I could have just stayed there, oh, yeah, and absorbed those UV rays through my pink skin. Yeah, it might like a translucent color. Uh, I uh, I got my first sunburn knocked out of knocked out of the way this past week. So, Great. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna save my sadness for that topic though until I legitimately get skin cancer a couple of years from now. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you need to just start putting that uh, dermatology appointment on repeat, just the same month every year. Just go in. Yeah. Let them examine your body. See, seeing how it progresses, it's like, man, that mole is literally ten times the size it was last year. Um, exactly. That's probably cancerous. Like, yep, 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 yep. I'm ready for it. Let's do I'm it. ready. Yep. Let's take it. Just take off all my skin. Take it off. I'm going to be the skinless man. <laughs> yeah. And it would still be a better superhero than Superman. Yep. 
Skinless man. Has what, the, what's his superpower? He has no skin. What else? That's it. That's it. He freaks people out. <laughs> Look how horrifying it is. If he tells you to do something, you're going to do it. Yeah, or I'm going to come up and I'm going to rub my forearm on you. <laughs> like, Ooh. And he'll just bleed all over you. He's constantly bleeding over on people all the time. Oh, God, that sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. Are you sure he's not a villain? No, we're, we're, we're going down the classic like DC edgelord, like dark, scary superheroes. Oh, yeah. Some of that, you know, classic Rorschach or something else like that. I got you. Yeah, I like those guys. Man, what? Let's see. I'm sad about moving out. Uh, I am. I'm up and taking my life. We're taking it on the road. We're going to another place and uh, selling elsewhere. And in the process, I notice that there's a whole lot of shit that I don't need. A whole bunch of stuff that I just end up amassing over time. I don't know how it happens. I'm not conscious of doing it. Uh, you know, as as it's actually occurring. Um, but it's just these these little bits, you know, these little bits, every little thing. And uh, now I look around, it's like there's a whole bunch of shit all over the place. Like I need uh, like a couple of a couple of very large vehicles in order to move all the things we have. And uh, that's understandable, you know. Like uh, sometimes you need, but the majority of stuff we're moving, I'm saying you know, probably a solid sixty percent of it is just is not. It's pointless. It's nothing. It's things well, that we need to get rid of that are now liability. Then you can look at it as an opportunity to uh, minimize and reduce your stuff so you can live a more light and easy lifestyle with less junk and clutter and whatnot. Yeah, dude. I think that's the time to do it whenever you're moving out. I had a roommate in college that, uh, uh, that up and took a big trip right after, and he just left all of his shit. <laughs> He was just like, ah, I don't want that anymore. And he just left it all in the place we were staying. <laughs> wow. That's the exact opposite of how you're supposed to do that. Yep. Well, that's what happened. So <laughs> did it all go into a giant dumpster? I'm sure the majority of it did. Yeah. Yeah. Although I took a couple of things. You know, I was like, well, you know. like hmm, samurai sword. I could use that. Samurai Let's sword. see here. Uh, basketball. I never know when you might need a basket basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. A nice little road bike. Took that with me. That was pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, be, yeah. beware the uh, beware the hoarding monster. It's a, the hoarding monster that lives in all of us. Mm-hmm. It's just like right over the top of your shoulder. And when you're about to throw something out and it's like, hey, man, you might not know what you could use that for just yet. But you might find a use for it one day. You just say, okay. shut the fuck up, monster. I'm not going to keep this. And then you end up tossing it anyways. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. All right. So uh, if uh, if these fine, fine folks want to contact us, let us know what they'd like us to talk about. Where can they find us, Jimmy? All right. If you are interested in contacting us, you can do so by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also tweet at us at Twitter. Our Twitter handle is cynicempowerme1. And we would love to hear from you. Also Facebook. Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, you can like us on Facebook. Message us. Respond to our posts and shit. Please. You have to. Please. Do it for me. You don't have a choice. Do it for me. And if you don't, then I'm going to buy a Makita drill from Home Depot, and I'm going to have it set at the computer, and it's just going to type out random automated responses <laughs> for the remainder of our podcast tenure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Is this slapping your keyboard over and over yeah, again? Slap, 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 slap. I thought you were going to make like some threat of like, I'm going to get a Makita drill and make a saddle and attach it to Jimmy's back, and it's just going to beat him <laughs> relentlessly until we get some more responses. That's pretty great. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> slap, slap, slap. Oh, yeah. Slippity slap. Slippity slap, Jack. Yeah, but uh, everybody. You just uh, keep your head up, and we will catch you next time. Catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. For nothing. Mm, absolutely nothing. Oh, no, I, I think I'm, I think I'm genuinely from the bottom of my heart, with all the appreciation and gratitude and love. Thank you. Wow. That's episode 100 in the books. No, it's not episode 100. That's episode 52 because we record once a week. There's 52 weeks in a year. You're right.